You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions. Welcome in everybody in the Locked On Podcast Network. Wednesday, March 3rd into Thursday, March 4th. Betting third. If you listen to the Tiger games, you don't hear Jim Price during the uh, cacti- uh, the Grapefruit League season down in Florida. He'll be there during the regular season. But uh, hey everybody, Matt Derry with you. Locked On Lions. On this a Wednesday, coming up on the show today, Dan Campbell. Spoke to Pat McAfee today. Now, remember, the Pat McAfee show, I believe it's on Sirius XM, is, you know, this fun and frivolity show, a lot of F-bombs. One of McAfee's producers is a big Lions fan, and he loves Dan Campbell. He's, like, in love with him. He called him MCDC. He named him Motor City Dan Campbell. Well, they had a lot of fun in their show today as Campbell joined the show. And we're going to play you some of the uh, best clips from that interview coming up uh, momentarily. Also... A possible trade target for the Lions. We mentioned yesterday, and we we thank T.J. Lang for joining us yesterday, the former Lions Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Uh, But we mentioned yesterday with T.J. about, you know, the needs of receiver and cornerback, but also the familiarity that Dan Campbell has with, of course, New Orleans and Saints players, and Brad Holmes and Ray Agnew have with uh, the Rams uh, players. And so there is a guy that apparently, reportedly, is on the trading block as the Saints are looking to cut costs. Would the Lions have interest in this player? We'll talk about that coming up momentarily on the program. Uh, we are on Twitter. You can get the podcast on the tweeter at, uh, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. That's my last name. And also at Lockdown Lions. And also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page where you can comment on the podcast there as well. Uh, If you want to review us on Apple Podcasts or uh, iTunes, you can do that, too. We appreciate that. We love being here each and every day, Talking Lions with you. It's been an exciting offseason. We're getting closer to free agency in a couple weeks. And then, of course, the draft. Uh, At the end of the month, the Lions currently selecting seventh in the first round. But the more I think about it, the more I dream about it at night, I don't see the Lions staying at seven. I have this sneaking suspicion that a quarterback will be taken at seven by another team, and the Lions will get uh, an accumulation of picks and a swap-out of first-round picks as part of a trade. Just a thought in my brain. Um, All right, so first up, let's talk about Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell spoke yesterday to the media, and we talked about it a little bit. We touched on it with TJ. and uh, Dan Campbell is a straight shooter. He's been completely transparent and honest. He's talked about his staff. He's talked about how things are so exciting. Uh, especially with Sheila Ford Hamp and and everything else kind of running the show. And um, the first question that that Pat McAfee asked him today was about, yeah, where does the good culture come from? Where is the success going to come from, and why will it happen in Detroit? This courtesy of the Pat McAfee Show on Sirius XM. Here's some clips from this morning. Look, I, I would say this to me. The short answer is is Sheila Ford Hamp. If you want hope, she's the one who's bringing the hope because this all started with her. You know, she took over ownership in, in the summer, and she she knew exactly what she wanted. She wanted uh, she wanted a collaborative effort starting at the top, and and ultimately, man, in the in the uh, simplest terms, you would say 
she wanted us to work as a team up top, like a legitimate team up top between her and, and Rod Wood, the president, myself, Brad Holmes, and man, let, let's, let's do this thing together where everybody knows we're all in the same boat. We're all rowing the same way. Um, and knowing that those players downstairs, they'll, they'll, they will feed off of that and they'll understand that and they'll fall, fall right in line. Like one of the things that, that always bothered me as an ex-player uh, was at times where you're being preached to about being a team and, and it's all about being unselfish and working as one and no egos and yet it's not happening at the top. And man, that's the biggest killer of any team is when it's not working at the top and you got ownership telling you what you got to do and you can't do this and you got a president telling you, you can't do this, you can't spend this money, you can't. And, and, and that, and then having a GM and a head coach who are not on the same page. Well, that, th- this thing has started exactly where it should start to have success. And that started with Sheila. She wants us to be teamwork. She wants us all working together. She set the tone. She made the hires. And here we are, man. Whenever you think about a GM and a head coach being on, on different pages, you can kind of tell by the way an organization operates from the outside. You might not be able to hear it from behind the scenes. You might not know what's going on behind the scenes. But watching an organization, you can tell whether or not everybody's on the same page. You were asked about that literally just two days ago, and you dropped another gem. It was another uh, a true alpha knows when to concede for the betterment of the group. Your mindset in coaching, have you always been this way, that true alpha? Have you grown through that, like through Miami and New Orleans? And how have you become this human with this mindset that you have right now? Well, no, look, I, I think that um, I think being a good leader involves being a good listener. You got to be able to listen to other other people's opinions, and you got to take it for what it is. And you know what? You may not agree with it, and it may not be the right answer, but you take it in anyway, and you listen to it. And at the end of the day, you make your decision off of that. And you don't always agree with them. And, and you, you'll do things that are going to upset people because you're making a decision they don't agree with. But it's my job. And I always felt like if I was able to get in this seat, man, that was one of the most important things is, man, have trust in me. Have faith in me that if you hire me, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to everybody, man. I'm listening to Brad when you're talking about personnel. I'm listening to Ray Agnew. I'm listening to John Dorsey, man. These guys, that's what they do. That's that's. Those are the things that they really excel at. That's their superpowers, man. And so for me, why would I not listen to them? Even if it's my coaches maybe feel a little bit the other way. Well, you know what? I need to flesh that out. I need to know why. You know, what are the reasons why? Am I not seeing this correctly? And look, the alpha comment was really, I wasn't directing that just at myself. I was saying that that's Brad too. Brad's an alpha. That's our coaching staff. I mean, let me say this about our coaching staff. One of the reasons I made the hires that I did with these guys, I know you'll probably end up asking this, was because just coming out of this COVID, I wanted to make sure we had more flexibility with the roster. And if these coaches need to play maybe a couple of games. <laughs> so, so, you know, not everybody's thinking that way. But I am. <laughs> oh, you are the best, okay? I'll tell you what, Antoine Randall, he can get out there and sling the ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could do whatever you need him to do. It was the best press conference of all time. Now, you pissed off a lot of people that I assume have not liked you for your entire life. So you just kind of expected that. Happens to me as well. But in your opening press conference, you said a lot of things that I was like kind of listening to and trying to latch on to learn as much as I could about you. You said, you know, at the Dolphins, you had a chance to learn those mistakes you make as a rookie head coach or whatever. What were some of those? And do they involve running Oklahoma drills on Wednesdays and Thursdays with professional athletes? <laughs> Say this. 
that was definitely not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in clarification, it was never the Oklahoma drill. It was one-on-ones with all the teammates watching. That's all it was. Oh, it was one-on-ones. Hey, that got mismarketed then because absolutely all us absolutely. ex-players were like, ah, fuck that guy. No, absolutely, <laughs> it was not Oklahoma. It was simply one-on-one pass rush versus a, a, an offensive tackle pass protecting. It was a receiver one-on-one running around the red zone versus oh, a quarterback. That happens every the day. Team surround them. Yeah, that was all. Listen, we didn't never did Oklahoma drill. <laughs> okay, good news. Uh, what did now, you learn? If we though? could, we would. But <laughs> <laughs> did you learn what were some of the mistakes you think and what did people not expect whenever they become a head coach you hear like chuck pagano for instance he was one of the best player coaches uh probably that he had ever seen baltimore he was at the u he'd been around and then he said you become a head coach and it's just like you you barely it's like not even a part of it anymore what were some of those rookie mistakes you got a chance to get out of the way in miami that now you know and can adjust for going into detroit yeah well look i think the first thing is just uh managing your time that was hard for me um because when you, it's just what, what Chuck said. I got a lot of respect for Chuck, by the way. Um, he, he's a hell of a coach. But but just the fact that, man, you, you sit down and you're like, here we go, man. I'm going to dive into this opponent offensively, defensively, special teams, you know, dig my teeth into this. And all of a sudden you're like, hey, man, you, you got your media session right now. Oh, all right, all right. You know, you go run down there. And then the next thing you know, hey, listen, we need to work on this chart for the plane. We need to make sure we got the guys sitting where you want them. You know, who's in first class? Who's riding? Okay, all right, I got it, I got it. All right, hey, listen, can you make this call? Uh, you know, just we, we, there's a couple of these sponsors that would be good if we reached out. All right, got it. And so by the end of the day, you're sitting down, it's 10 o'clock at night, and you're just about to start on the opponent, you know? And uh, that was one. It's just, man, being able to make sure that you make the most of your time. Two was, this got hard for me, is, man, not to micromanage. You feel like you're, you're trying to do everything or you want to do everything, and you just can't do it. And that's why, now, it was different because I had gotten hired as the interim, and so you're taking this over. Uh, whereas, like, this time around, I'm able to hire my coaches. And so that's why I made the hires I did, because these people, I can trust these guys. You know, these are my hires. And I know exactly who I'm hiring. I know what they're capable of. I know that, you know, like, I, I, I have all the confidence in the world that Anthony Lynn's going to, he's going to put a good game plan together. He's going to have the offensive role, and AG's going to have the defensive role, and Dave Phipps special teams. And then I'll be able to just kind of, go in and implement what I want and kind of any any little tweaks I want to do to it. But I don't have to be involved in trying to, hey, how do we, how do I really build this game plan and those things. So. All right, so there's uh, the Danimal or Motor City Dan Campbell or whatever you want to call him um, earlier today from the uh, Pat McAfee show. Let, let's um, let's react to that. We will do that um, coming up next. First, bet online, the fastest and easiest way. To bet on all your sports action, Pistons tonight taking on the Raptors in Toronto. Want to bet on the game? Go to betonline.ag. All right, football might be done, but we got NBA, we got college basketball, and the NHL that are in full swing. March Madness, boy, those Horizon League games last night were crazy. Imagine betting on Wright State last night. Minus, I don't know what it was, seven or eight, I guess, against Milwaukee. You think it's in the bag. They're up 24 with six minutes left. Blow the game, go to overtime. But that's the beauty of betting is that if you had Milwaukee, think about it, that's exciting. You thought the bet was over. You were going to rip up your uh, your your your, uh, your ticket. Not at betonline.ag. They got all the odds. They got all the prop bets. 
they cover awards, TV shows, reality TV. It's a lot of fun, and it's easy to do at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Promo code LOCKEDON. All right? BetOnline's got you covered. Best odds, the news, the scores. Promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off or a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So some fun there with Dan Campbell. You know, the one thing that I worry about when he talks to Pat McAfee is that, you know, McAfee's making Dan Campbell almost to be out like this rock star and and everything else. We're eventually going to get to a point where Dan Campbell's going to have to show he can coach. And and do a good job and 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 follow through with everything that he's done so far. I like him so far. I I mean the jury's going to be out. Uh, he's not going to have much of a roster in this first year. I don't think to deal with and win a lot of football games. And especially if the Bears trade for like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, this division is going to be an absolute bitch. But what I do like about Dan Campbell is what he said today about Sheila Ford Hamp about accountability about leadership at the top about the the you know uh, you know being the alpha dog or the alpha and saying look as part of that role whether it's Brad Holmes or myself if you're outnumbered in the room if you're sitting there listening to your scouts if Dan Campbell is in the room on draft night and they get to number 7 and they want to make the pick and Dan Campbell goes man I just love this defensive player. I want this defensive player. This is the guy that I think fits. And everybody in the room, the scouts, the assistant GM, Brad Holmes goes, Dan, we got to overrule you on this. We can't pass up, I don't know, Devontae Smith, whatever it is. Dan Campbell, is he going to pout? Is he going to overrule them as the alpha? No, he's probably going to lay back and go, I got uh, faith in my crew, faith in my guys, and I'm going to. Allow them to make this pick, and I'm going to support it. You know, there was all these rumors and you know speculation that that Matt Patricia didn't want Jeffrey Okuda at three. That Matt Patricia wanted Derek Brown, and that Bob Quinn made that pick. And there were silos in the previous administration. Trust me, you guys know I've got sources inside that building. There were silos. Nobody went near Bob Quinn's office. All right. At times, nobody went in Matt Patricia's office or near it. All right. There were like. Electronic fences almost, like the dog fences around. Don't go near those guys. Let them. Now, this is more of a collaboration. The culture's better. The assistant GM has a say. There, there, there's, there's other, you know, John Dorsey will have a say. And they'll make the best decision for the Detroit Lions. Not the decision that Bob Quinn thinks he likes. Bob Quinn spent so much time, so much time watching T's Tabor film. I've never spent more any more time than I ever have watching this guy. This is going to be my guy. I'm obsessed, and we're taking him. And did the scouts, did the college director of scouting, did any of these people overrule him and go, Bob, this kid sucks. What are you doing? They might have. But see, Bob made the pick because Bob was in charge. Bob was the boss. That's not going on here. Can Dan Campbell coach? I don't know. I don't know. Will he be good on the sidelines? Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully. But as far as right now with a rebuild, I like what he's saying. We're all working together. 
Is this all hot air and full of BS? <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. But I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. It's refreshing. People are talking about the Lions. And anybody that had a problem with the alpha comment, certain people on Twitter, get a life. Dan Campbell wasn't being masculine. Dan Campbell wasn't being misogynist. Cut it out. That's such bullshit. I'm tired of hearing about it. In the context of what he was saying, he was saying an alpha uh, knows when to concede. He wasn't talking about anything misogynistic. He's talking about conceding in the decision. So please, please, that that stuff is ridiculous. Everybody's, Dan Campbell is, is, it won't be the last time he gets himself into trouble with some things that he says, but he's saying it in the right context. You just have to read into it. You have to listen to it. Now, he may say something that is misogynistic, and he might say something that is uh, uh, really bad. Then we'll call him out on it. But yesterday's comment, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not going with that. The alpha comment to me, I have no problem with. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we got 18 amazing flavors, six new ones, and 12 originals at BuiltBar.com, the best tasting protein bar ever. And coming up now in March, we got Built Madness. In a couple of weeks, they're going to do an actual tournament of their bars. I'm telling you, if cookies and cream, either the original or the white chocolate, are not one seeds, there's something wrong. Mint brownie, I think that's a one seed. I do. Uh, uh, my friends Mark and Terry, they love Cherry Barcia. That could be a one seed, too. What are your top seeds in the Built Bar Badness Tournament? Well, I'll tell you this. If you haven't gotten any yet, you're missing out. I got my package coming tomorrow of the cookie dough ones that were on sale last week. Ooh, I'm so excited. BuiltBar.com. Go to the website, folks. Use the promo code LOCKEDON20, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so yesterday, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, at Rapsheet on Twitter, tweeted out that the New Orleans Saints have had trade conversations about potentially dealing defensive tackle Malcolm Brown, former Patriot, I know, I know, sources say, Quote, in the third year of a three-year $15 million contract, a trade or release would save New Orleans about $5 million against the cap. And obviously they have a lot of work to do to get under the cap. Malcolm Brown is a stud defensive lineman, very good football player, run stopper, plugger, and the Saints defense has improved since he's gotten there a couple of years ago. My buddy Jeff Risden from Lions Wire disagreed with me today on Twitter when I posted this. Uh... And he said, because, well, no, somebody asked us about it. And I said, yeah, I, I would take him. But the problem is that's $5 million, $6 million against your cap this year if you're the Lions based on his contract. And the Lions don't have a ton of money to spend. Now, if the Lions released Danny Shelton to save some money, which is possible, Danny Shelton makes $4 million. But Jeff said today on Twitter, I don't think he's, that, he's a better player, but he's not that much better than Danny Shelton. Well, I looked it up today. Uh, Malcolm Brown was ranked the 34th best interior defensive lineman in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. A 71.7. He was a Pro Bowl player with the Patriots. Danny Shelton, last I checked, (laughs) I believe he was 107th uh, best um, D lineman. Let me double check this real fast here because that's what I had looked at the last time. Yeah, Danny Shelton is the 
107th best uh, interior defensive lineman by Pro Football Focus. Danny Shelton finished with a 51.1, 20 points lower than Malcolm Brown. But I think the biggest question is, we know that number one, Dan Campbell knows Malcolm Brown. He coached him in New Orleans. He was there when Brown played there. The Saints are way over the cap, close to $70 million, and they need to get out from underneath it. And they have good depth on the interior of their D-line. The Lions do not. Danny Shelton, when he played last year, was average. He was okay. All right, he was okay. They've got John Penasini coming back, Deshaun Hand. They've got some guys. But would I trade for Malcolm Brown and send a late-round pick, fifth or sixth rounder? The interesting thing is he's a free agent, though, after this year. So you'd, you'd, you'd be moving a draft pick in a rebuild for a player on a one-year deal. Now, you'll get him on the last year of his deal, so he'll play his ass off. But I'm not so sure I would do that when you're a team that knows, at least for this year, you're probably not going to win and win a lot. So Malcolm Brown would be a, you know, that would be you'd be adding five to six million in cap money for him. He's a, he'd be a nice pickup, but then what do you do with Danny Shelton? Do you cut him? But again, Malcolm Brown does have Dan Campbell ties with the Saints, so keep an eye on that. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Lions for today, this Wednesday, March third. Hope you enjoyed it, everybody. We'll do it again tomorrow.